guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of SoCal Watch Reviews, episode 52. Pete Ross, how's it going, buddy? Yo, it's late night, but I'm in the building, yo. For sure, for sure. You're in the building. We got a special yeah. guest. Let's it's not, it's yes. not beat around the bush. Who, yeah. What do we, we have, P? We, we got, if it wasn't for this guy here, and I know we said this millions and millions of times. <laughs> we will keep saying it. But if it was not for this guy here, you know what I'm saying? I would not have met this guy. You know what I mean? And it's because of him that all this great stuff is happening. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I want to give it up for Dave from Just the Watch, baby. All right. Yeah. See, I really don't get this kind of introduction anywhere else. So it's always good to yeah. be here. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So Dave, how yeah. are you? You're in uh, you're in Japan, right? Yeah. So- yeah. It's not late night for me. It's about, what, 2.30 in the afternoon. So okay. I oh, wow. picked, up, picked up a couple of kids from school. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully they're watching TV and keeping quiet. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> Sounds good. It will go great. And if they join us, we will do a wrist check with them as well. All right. <laughs> so speaking of wrist check, Dave, what are you wearing? Um, I've got my uh, Hemel HFT20 nice. pilot's mm. chronograph, and it has a dual time bezel. So I was using that to make sure I was on time to this today. So. Look at this guy. Right on. What about you, P. Ross? Uh, Omega Geneve. Beautiful, man. With the... Nice. Uh, with the uh, Archer watch strap on it. So very cool, very cool. And today I am wearing a 1970s Seiko 5 with a salmon dial. I don't know if you guys mm. can see it, but it's oh, a Seiko cool. Seiko 5 Actis uh, reference number. I wrote it down 7019-7060. Shout out to Omar Timeless Sneakers yeah. and Watches for hooking it up. He's here in California. Mm. He posted it's it up going, for sale. Guys are going a little bit vintage today, huh? Oh man, we have to. We love vintage. But you know what? So I picked up this watch and it's from the 70s. And Omar's like, hey, you know what? I I, I just got it serviced. I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? What does that mean? Right. What, what exactly did they do? He's like, they changed the crystal and they oiled it up and they took apart the, the machine and all that. Kid you not. I've been timing it. Uh, not the plus minus seconds. I wasn't keeping track of that, but I was tr- keeping track of the power reserve because I had recently returned a brand new Seiko 5 that was keeping mm. 10 hours of power reserve and it and Ooh. it will die. So I returned it yeah. to Joma shop. They refunded my money. 48 hours of power reserve on this guy kid you not i'm like this this thing is a champ and i i reached out to omar thank you so much man seiko truly makes some remarkable watches and and honestly this fits so comfortably on the wrist it's like a 30 36 and it's a jdm model so it has the kanji the kanji in the english i I absolutely which which one do you have it set to you guys set to the kanji date or the yes i do i don't know what it says but it's the kanji It okay. looks very cool. Mm-hmm. I like. I love the characters. The kind you know, of if it's red or blue, it's probably the weekend, right? With most Seikos. Correct. This is just black, so, okay. so you know, at I least think you're I... on a weekday. <laughs> well, but it's wrong because it's a, it's a Sunday. It should be on a red, yeah, right? Okay. It should be red then. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> so for everybody, I, I'm sure everybody knows who you are. But do you want to do just a quick recap? This is the second time we have you on the show, but yeah, just yeah. Good tell to be everybody. Back. Absolutely good to good to have you. You're a YouTuber, so you want to just real quick just tell people again kind of brief introduction again yeah my name's dave i run a youtube channel called just the watch and yeah um started out just reviewing watches that i got as i was starting watch collecting and it was kind of like just sort of chronicling my watch collecting hobby journey as i got into the hobby and just kind of kept doing it and had fun with it and been going ever since i think i'm coming up on i think it's three years this year this is 220 maybe it might be three two or three years Mm. i can't remember I think it's I think it's coming up in three years now. 
cool. That, that's awesome, man. I mean, the number of subscribers you've gotten lately is, is just insane. It keeps growing. You're at, uh, where are you right uh, now? About 26,400-ish, somewhere Congrats. around there. Yes, yeah, sir. so it's, yeah, it's, it's been steadily growing. So that's, that's also good motivation to not quit and keep going. That's always fun. It, right I mean, on. you know how hard it is on YouTube, period. Yeah. doesn't matter what you're doing on YouTube. It's, it's hard to grow something, especially yeah. something so niche like watches. I know they're, they're growing and there's a lot of channels and whatnot and a lot of interest in the world because of the Apple Watch. Really, let's call it what it is, right? I mean, they came out and more interest. People are interested in, in, in watches and whatnot. But it's still such a niche thing, man. I mean, yeah. you... You've been on YouTube for three years, done so many videos. You're incredible. And the fact that you only have 26,000 as opposed to somebody that's doing some dumb videos, blogging and has like no substance to their videos. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. People need mm-hmm. to realize that the the amount of work that go into our videos. And I, I mean, your videos are incredible because you're almost like some of them are like 15 minutes, 17 minutes, 20 minutes. It's just crazy. I'm like the amount of research this guy is doing and putting the effort into every single one of these videos. It deserves more views. It's an injustice, I tell you. <laughs> well, it's kind of a double edged sword. I mean, like with the watch community being so small, there are a lot less um, watch YouTubers out there. So there's less competition. Um, so yeah, if you're just like a, you know, a regular vlogger out there, there's like a million and one of those vlogs. So it's really hard, I think, in a bigger market like that to get noticed and to, to get it, but you have a much higher ceiling, right? You can, you can get millions right. of, of subscribers and get up there. I think what TGV is probably the, the biggest kind of normal watch YouTuber and he's around 400,000, I think. Yeah, yeah just about, kind yeah, just peaks about up, peaks out around there. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I, I kind of, I don't, I don't mind that. It's fun. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with 26,000 subscribers. It's way more than I ever expected to get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool. That's cool. You know what I love about you, Dave? You're so positive. Here I am giving this whole speech about <laughs> negativity and all that. And you just shut it down so quick. Just like, so, all right, <laughs> made me look bad. Down, shut <laughs> shut me down positivity. real quick. Come on, Dave, yeah. <laughs> be on my team. Come on, man. <laughs> but no, speaking of so YouTube, the channel, the way you started, the way you started was just, you know, your, your motto was building the perfect collection, right? Like one affordable piece at a time. But as of late, of course, you know, you've gotten bigger collaborations, a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there. And I realized that your channel, you don't feature just inexpensive watches anymore. I mean, the, the dollar value or, or the word expensive could go a long way, right? To some people, $300 is okay. Let's backtrack to some people, 50 bucks for a watch is expensive, but to some, you know, a hundred thousand is expensive. It's just, it's all over the place. It's, it's kind of hard to really define what expensive or inexpensive is, but for sake of argument, um, 350 bucks and less, right? That's kind of our sweet spot for everybody. And I've noticed a lot of your watches, like the Yema watches, they're definitely not that price range. So, uh, I guess where I'm getting at that the question that I have is what is next for the channel? Cause obviously you started with the affordable sector. So what, yeah. what, what's a bigger vision for the watches you're going to review? You know, is it going to be more expensive or where are you going with this? Yeah, actually I'm, I'm trying to go back down to okay. the, the lower price ones. Um, okay. So like, so for, for me personally, like my lifestyle without a YouTube channel, like $200 is, is kind of my upper limit of how much I could normally spend. Um, okay. That's changed because of the channel now. So now I, I get an income from the channel and I feel a little bit more comfortable using 
the ad revenue that I get from the YouTube channel to spend it on, you know, watches. But even with that, I think the most expensive watch I've personally bought was around 350. Okay. Um, I've never spent more than of, of my own money on that. Um, and yeah, and that's really, I think that's the, the target I want to stay in. I, I think that there's tends to be the kind of this growing thing where channels do get more and more pricey. And I really want to stay in that affordable market because that's, again, that's, if I didn't have the YouTube channel, that's where I would be. Um, so it's, it's great that I have the YouTube channel and I, and I can start to explore a little bit outside of that. Um, but I really want to stick down there. Um, sort of the challenge has been not challenge. It's, a, it's been tons of fun was th this summer. There were a, a ton of watch releases. I think there was a bit of a holdup earlier this year because of Corona. So everything was stalled. And then there was a huge influx of watches this summer and fall. And so I got a lot of requests to review things and a lot of really cool watches that I had been kind of wanting to check out anyways. And people said, oh, we'll send you the free watch and you can do it. Um, cool. So I kind of accepted way more than I anticipated or probably should have. And so I'm still catching up on that. So most awesome. of those watches that I've been reviewing that are on the higher price range, they're watches that I got for free that I didn't have to buy um, from brands that are you know, launching over the summer. And it was, yeah, it was a really fun summer getting to check out all of these really cool watches. But my goal is to finish those up and then probably starting around January, really start to refocus back down on more affordable watches, um, not doing as many watches that I get sent in for free, being able to have more selection on picking watches that, you know, I want to look for good deals myself and then buy and review those, okay. um, get back to doing the watch of the month club, which has kind of fallen back behind. So I have a lot of other types of videos I like doing besides reviews and reviews tend to be some of the most time consuming ones. So yeah. it feels like I've been really busy trying to catch up with, you know, doing like a review almost every week. Whereas I think I'd like to do maybe two reviews a month and then two other kind of topical videos a month would be a lot more sustainable. But yeah, that, that's where I'm trying to go. I'm trying to get back down to doing less reviews, um, more topical videos and less expensive watches. So that's hopefully where I'll be focusing in, in 2021. That's a, that's definitely a good goal and that's a good problem to have. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I can relate, man, because I, now that we're expanding or whatnot and we're getting like free stuff and, and we're getting different things, I, I could see it, right. I, I'm starting to have a little back catalog where, where or I'm backlogged, I'm, I should say, uh, of watches in my personal collection that I'm like, I was going to review that, but now I can't because I'm doing this other thing, you know, and I'm talking to other people and like, hopefully getting some more stuff and doing the podcast is very difficult, right? Because we take time and, you know, it's just, it's just so much. It's a good problem to have, but I am curious. Um, so obviously you've had some subscribers from day one and they've, they've seen your growth. Have they had any pushback with you reviewing more expensive pieces? Have you gotten any negative feedback from anybody or has it been all positive? You know, not so much from the subscribers I've had from really early on. Okay. Um, I think it's more kind of drive-bys, you know, people drop in. Um, okay. How dare you, Dave? Much. Yeah, I know, right. Sorry. <laughs> no offense. Um, yeah, no, just people kind of dropping by the channel who, you know, haven't been subscribed or seen much and kind of saying, oh, that's not an affordable watch or, yeah, um, yeah but not, not too much actually. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. I mean, depending on where your price range is, it's affordable. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, like when you got you know luxury watches, you know, anything right. without considered affordable compared yeah, to for sure. know, Rolexes or Patex or whatever. Right. Right. Speaking of Rolex, what you think about the new Rolex models? You know, I, I, I spend almost zero time looking at luxury watches. I don't Great know answer. which ones are coming out. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really focused on the affordable stuff. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, which, which remind me which ones there are. Maybe I've seen something about them. <laughs> uh, what the 41 millimeter OPs and uh, what else? The new Submariner models. Okay. Yacht Master. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. uh, seen, seen a couple of stuff about them, but. Yeah, and yeah I, think, I mean, I know that the luxury side of things is really drives the the market and has a lot of influence. So I should pay right, more course. attention, even though that's not where I look. But yeah, I just I it's like I, I I know I'm never going to buy one, so there's not as much interest in me for those as ones that I think like oh I, I might actually get my hands on one of these someday. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think I think I share the same sentiment with you and P Ross does too. Yeah. For yeah. us it's a little different though because we do have a lot of different people on the podcast. Yeah. So we kind of need to know different ranges, but everybody knows that we really do focus more on the affordable stuff, but affordable meaning maybe $1500 and less. Yeah. Because we don't mess with all the Rolex and the APs and and the Pateks and stuff like that. Obviously we know about them, we see the news, but like you said, since it's not something that we would ever own or even if we had the money like honestly i'm I'm just gonna be honest with you if i ever had that kind of money i don't know if i would want to own one rather invest in something else have a family you know yeah i mean unless i was i was like (laughs) filthy rich and i knew there was a ton of money coming in and i had no idea what to do with my money and i was bored then yeah i would definitely consider that but as a flex and i know no offense to anybody listening or watching this on youtube but as a flex that is the dumbest thing because people I can tell you and, and all of those guys here can tell you nobody cares. You could be flexing a diamond watch and nobody cares. Like mm. nobody cares. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean that's a sad reality. So don't do it for the wrong reasons. Do it because you love the watch, whether it's a ten dollar Casio or whatever, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. But, but whatever. Right. <laughs> What's the ultimate goal for just the watch channel? What about as a whole at brand? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know at this point. Um, again, when I first started, the goal was to put out one video a week for a year. That was okay. that was the goal. Um, and it was like, like I had kind of three things I wanted out of the channel. Um, one, I was hoping that eventually it might get monetized or I might be able to get guys sending me free watches to review because I couldn't afford to buy many watches. And I thought, well, you know, if, um, yeah, if I start a YouTube channel and if I do a good job producing high quality content, maybe that will expand the kind of watches that I can get. Um, and it was, it was a hobby that I was interested in and getting into. Um, so that was one goal. Another was just to get better at producing videos because I felt like this was a medium that is becoming more important in our modern age and it's a a useful skill to have to be able to communicate over video and video edit and film and all that and it's something i've always been interested anyways and then the third one was just to kind of figure out youtube because that was another platform that again it's a a social platform that's becoming an important means of communication and i wanted to understand better how to manage a channel and how to grow a channel Um, so it was kind of a a combination of those three things and so it's like a one-year project to kind of get into it and then see what happened and I haven't really had much of a goal after that. It's been, well, this is fun. It's going well. I'm just going to keep doing it. And yeah, um, that's basically as far as I've gotten so far. So so now I'm, you're doing like, what, two, three videos a week? I mean, more than that? I've, I've been putting out a couple. It's really sporadic. Like some weeks I'll put out three or four. Some weeks I'll put out one. Some weeks I won't put out any. Uh, but <laughs> right. I've, been, I've been fairly consistent at getting probably five or six a month. So it, it kind of depends. Mm. 
Um, you know, with so many watches coming in recently, I've been able to film at the same time. So now, you know, I'll set up, you know, like an indoor studio shot and then I'll just swap watches. So I'll film that one for a minute, swap out another one, swap out. So I'm, I'm able to kind of more quickly produce the footage when I have multiple watches in and then it just comes down to editing. So in that case, I've been able to release a couple in a week when I do that. Um, whereas before, if I only had one watching at a time, you know, I could do that watch that week. And then the next week I have to start all over with the, the filming and everything. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just kind of right. interesting how that goes. Interesting. So let me, let me, let me pick your brain and stop you there for a minute as, as far as filming, because I've been having a really hard time, man. Like, honestly, I cannot film because my son is jumping all over the place, making a lot of noise. And I know some people, I had some positive feedback on one of my latest videos when I was reviewing some straps that I did like an unboxing and I was literally just talking when I was unboxing. But then I kind of transitioned into my regular video, which is a lot of B-roll and a lot of just um, voiceover. And people were like, you should do that more, you know, just talk and just kind of speak your mind. And I would love to because it can make my videos so much easier and I could just have bullet points, but I can't because my son so i know you have three yeah. kids so how do you manage how do you do that you tell them to be quiet you go into a room do you do voiceovers how do you um, yeah so for b-roll and outdoor shots i, I don't mind if the kids are around because i'm not gonna right. use the audio for those yeah um, so yeah so i'll take the kids to the park and i'll shoot some outdoor shots while i'm at the park you know i'll be shooting b-roll and they'll be kind of running in and out of the room and seeing what's going on um, and that all works uh, for my audio. Like when I actually do the commentary and review the watch, um, I pretty much always do that after the kids are in bed. Um, that's the only mm. time I can do it. So I wait until after they're asleep right. and then I set up the camera and then I, I roll that oh, I usually like okay. once a week, I'll bust everything out and yeah, do that. That's a lot of work, cool. man. That is a lot of work. So is it fair to say then that you have a, a few watches lined up and you, you, you do the commentary to then finish it and then you do another one. Have you ever done like back to back to back? Yeah, I've done that a couple. I, I don't think I've done more than two commentaries in the same filming because that takes a while. So usually I'll sit down and talk and I'll probably talk for about a half an hour um, on a, about a watch. And then, wow. <laughs> and then I'll go back and I'll, and I'll chop it down to about 18 minutes. Wow. Mm. So I'm, kind, I'm kind of long-winded there. Um, I, I, like, I wish I could do that, man. I, I, I've i yeah. tried and it's like, I okay, so what else am I? Yeah, so look at the uh, hedges of the wall. I'm, I'm like, I, I just... Yeah. I can't, you know, I mean, I can a little bit and I can ramble, but I, but the problem that I have is like, um, mm, I, I say a lot of that, you know what I mean? So that's why right. it's really hard and I'm not used to it, but I could see how some of these guys putting out videos, man, they, they put out so many videos, but I could tell that they just have their camera probably all set up and they just get the watch, start talking about it and boom, that's it. And boom, talk about it. And that's it. And a little bit of editing goes into it. And I'm like, well, that's cool too, because I mean, I could be putting out so much more content, right. but uh, I don't know. I was just curious, but <laughs> my, my limit is 10 minutes. Well, I, I know the sweet spot now, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but I've spoken to other uh, YouTubers that are getting paid and are monetized on YouTube. And they're saying that the sweet spot is 10 minutes. Some, something I mean, on so there? once you're monetized, it, it was 10 minutes was the limit to um, it had to video had to be at least 10 minutes to get mid roll ads. So the ads in the middle oh, of the video, okay. obviously, okay. the more ads you get, the more money you get. Of course. Um, so that so everyone, every YouTuber was shooting to do to do 10 minutes so that they could put more ads in their video and get more money. 
um, they changed it to eight minutes recently. So now oh. eight minutes is, yeah, if you can get your video up to eight minutes, you can put mid-roll ads. That's it's, cool. You know, it's, it's a debatable thing because a lot of people hate that. So your viewers might get mad at you for doing that. But, you know, if you're in it for the cash and you, you want the money, then mm. yeah, the more mid-roll ads you do. Um, I just let YouTube do that. YouTube will automatically handle the ads and the ad breaks now. Okay. Um, so that way I feel a little bit less guilty about it. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't. It wasn't me, guys. You, 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 YouTube yeah. just stuck those in. That, but um, that but yeah, be ever a... since... Ever since they've done that, I have seen my revenue go up. Oh, um, nice. Which I kind of appreciate. So <laughs> thanks, I mean, YouTube, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people need to need to understand that, right? I mean, you, you want to watch Netflix. You want to watch Hulu. You yeah. want to watch cable TV. Guess what? You have to pay for that kind of stuff. Entertainment's not free. Even the internet, right? Well, I, I guess they are, in a, in a sense, paying for YouTube because they're paying for the internet. But I mean, to the point that I, that I was trying to make is we are entertainers, right? I mean, that's what we do. We entertain people. So they sh- nobody should be complaining about ads, you know, or paid promotions. And we'll get into that. I know you released a video. We'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. People just find something to complain no matter what it is, right? But uh, anyway, what, one question that I had, because I mean, you've seen a lot of watches, probably more than P and I have seen combined because you, they just come in the door. I, don't and, know. I feel and, like P's collection is still bigger than the amount of watches that I've reviewed. <laughs> you know, you may be right. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He has a crazy collection. I'm over a no. hundred, right? Like 150. Yeah, I, some yeah, like I've, that, I've yeah. only done a hundred videos, so I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he still got me beat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess my, the, the, what I was trying to ask is, so you've seen a lot of watches. So I, and it ha- it's happened to me, you know, I, I see watches and, and they come in or whatever. And at first I was like super impressed with like all oh, the watches. And I used to be, you know, Oh my God, it has Sapphire crystal and all this, but you see so many watches that you're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, why doesn't it have this? Why doesn't it have that? That other one had this and you start comparing things, but you kind of become one of those people that, uh, Oh, there's a little kitty. Right. You, you become one of those people, or at least me that, it takes something really nice to impress me and not that I'm a snob, but it's just what happens. You know, you just kind of see so many things that it it takes something really special to like (gasps) take my breath away. Right. So my question to you is what was that last watch that you had in the metal that you're like, wow, this is, this is next level. This is impressive. And you were just mesmerized by. Yeah. I think the last one that kind of really got my heart going when I started, you know, opening up and, um, yeah, putting it on and testing it out um, was the Yemen Navy graph. Um, it's beautiful. I, it's a beautiful yeah, watch. I really was impressed with that. And um, I, I think it's almost kind of from the opposite side of things. So like, you know, you see a lot of watches that have, you know, really bold design and stuff that really jumps out at you or these really, you know, kind of cool, quirky features and things. Um, this is, you know, it's just a, a, a reissue of a watch that they had in their catalog from the 70s. And it was just really well finished. Yeah. It was very simple very understated, smaller size, but just everything about it was just really well executed. Um, it was just a, a great looking watch, great feeling watch. Um, and you could tell that, yeah, it, it had that kind of extra level of finishing. Um, and yeah, it, it was like, so this is, this watch is not really, you know, trying to be something that it's not, it's not, you know, trying to, you know, compete for my attention. Like a lot of these other ones are, it's, it's just a, a proven design from a brand with a lot of history and heritage um and yeah it was really, really well executed so that was yeah cool. it, it really impressed me there yeah i saw that video uh it, nice watch you know in my opinion I, I i don't have much of an opinion on on yemen i don't know if p ross does but i, I know they've been around for for a long time and so somebody a company or some guys bought the rights to the brand right 
Yeah, that's and, what I've heard. It's changed hands a couple times. They used to be a French brand. They were bought out by Seiko, and then I think a really French group brought. Yeah, they were owned by Seiko for Seiko mm-hmm. for a while. Wow. Uh, and then I I don't know. I think early two thousands or something. They they transferred back to a uh, French uh, group's hands, and now it's French owned again. Very mm. nice. Well, hopefully we can have them on the show. I mean, we're always interested, interested. I'm sorry, in, in, in brands like that. We've had a lot of micro brands on the show. And it's always so nice to kind of have them on to f- let them speak, right? And, yeah. and give their side of the story. And why did you do this? What's in the future? What's in the whatever? And I, man, Yemma's popping up everywhere on YouTube. I mean, I, I see him everywhere. And the Superman for me is one of those watches that I would love to check out in the metal. And I think it's super cool that they got this locking mechanism, right? In the in the right. bezel. I, I think it's it's different. It's unique. Yeah, yeah it's k- kind of similar to what the Glycine Airman has something kind of like that as well. Does uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never had an opportunity to see an airman in the in the metal, but I think yeah, you're yeah. right. I think they have the similar yeah. uh, thing, so that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, Yemma. All right, cool. Well, if, I know you have a video on that, so if anybody listening or watching on YouTube, go check it out. Um, I'll link now. the video. Go check now. it out. It's it's an now. awesome video. Wait, don't do it now. Wait until after this is over. Yeah, wait, wait until after, okay. Wait, wait till after, after the, the show. show. Next, yeah, go next. Yeah, wait till after the yeah. show. Then go look at it. <laughs> like, fact, comments, look at Alvin's yeah, video. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah for sure for sure all right cool all right um in your opinion this is like a very controversial subject but we gotta ask we ask everybody um what is in your opinion the difference between a homage watch and a replica watch Mm -hmm. um i would say a replica watch uh has well i feel like we'd have had this conversation before but go ahead yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, but I would say a re- replica watch has uh, a trademark name on it. Um, it's, right. it's got it's it's breaking trademark rules, and the I think the point of a replica watch is to almost you know deceive people into thinking that this is from that other brand. Um, whereas an homage uh, homage watch, you know, it'll it'll have a brand name from the brand that manufactured it, even if the rest of it looks identical to another watch. Um, to me, that's yeah, that's where I would draw the line. Mm. Okay. So how do you, I guess, how do you feel about homage watches? Are you okay with them? I know there's channels that strictly just review homage watches. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not, we're not bagging on anybody. It was just like, everybody has their own different likes and dislikes or whatnot. But how do you feel about homage watches? What's your take on them? Do you like them? I mean, I don't, I don't don't know. Okay. So I think I have a Spinnaker Flus that's technically an homage to a Blanc Pond 50 Fathoms. Um, other than that, okay, so I got a Axios Ironclad that's definitely inspired by the Submariner, but it's got some differences there. Um, yeah, I don't really have many homage watches. Um, I don't have a problem with them, and there's been a lot that I've been tempted to buy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think overall, I, you know, it would be more like a personal thing, like, okay, so if there's this, you know, really expensive watch that I really wanted, you know, I might look at getting an, an homage just to kind of try it out and have that look and in that um but i i don't know i'm so kind of ties into my professional bit so i'm, I'm a missionary i'm, I'm kind of like a pastor here in japan and i never like the the uh optics of like a pastor wearing a rolex uh, so <laughs> yeah so i don't i don't you know it's kind of the it kind of works against me there if, if i look like you know if i'm wearing an homage watch that looks like i'm wearing like a ten thousand dollar watch um I don't, I don't think that's a good look so i'm kind of concerned the other way i, I would rather wear something that people wouldn't recognize um and hopefully they'll think it, it looks nice but they won't think oh he spent 
ten thousand uh, dollars wow. of you know well, you donated money on a on a you know on a Rolex or something. Well, you won't be reviewing that Invicta Pro Diver. Yeah, right. You know, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I could. I think people probably wouldn't mistake that as a Rolex. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, some mirrors, yeah, some mirrors are designed that's been copied enough that, <laughs> um, yeah, they could probably get away with that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Look, I, I I went out earlier, right? I went out to to get something to eat. I went to a restaurant here in SoCal, and um, this guy, and he was I don't know, ten feet away from me. Yeah, just about ten feet away from me, and he looked kind of, I mean, he wasn't dressed like really nice. He was just kind of like. Yeah, just, I mean, I'm 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 judging, but but I'm I I have a point, I promise. So here I am, you know, with my notice retrospect, and it's kind of hidden. You know, I, I typically don't like to show my watches uh, unless I'm wearing a short sleeve or something. But if I'm wearing a sweater, I it's covered. I don't care. Is this the watches for me, not for anybody else? Right. But this guy was clearly wearing a Rolex, and it was a Kermit. So I'm looking at mm. this guy, and I'm like, wait, is that? I mean, I saw the the cyclops i saw the little i thought it was uh, the little crown on the clasp and i i couldn't it was the oyster bracelet for sure and the green bezel but i'm like here i am trying to like get close to the guy or ask him or something and i'm like is that a real rolex is that an homage is that a steinhardt like i was just like but based on the way he was dressed it was like it didn't really seem like he would have that kind of money you know and especially the the area where i was at but again it's like one of those things that he's clearly wearing that watch whether it's real or not to flaunt something and he was clearly showing it off you know so it's like i don't know man that's why i have a problem with homage watches right because it's like are you trying to deceive me like is yeah. that the real thing what right. are you trying to prove like i and I, I got in my car and i was like Number one, why was I even judging that guy? But I'm like, well, I'm a watch guy. It's not that I was yeah. judging him. I was trying to like really figure out what was on his wrist. But I was judging his character. I was judging him. Like, it doesn't make sense that he would be wearing that, you know? But then again, there's guys out there wearing shorts and flip-flops that are wearing Patek yeah. Philippe. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. Homage. It can be yeah. aggravating. It can be aggravating. Yeah, I was coaching sure. my assistant coaching my son's T-ball team when I was last time we were back in California. And the other assistant coach was, yeah, he was walking around the field with a Rolex uh, Explorer on all the games and everything. And that's why I was just getting to watch it. So I was really appreciating that. But yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, you know, shorts, but, but, t-shirt and Rolex Explorer. Here's the thing, guys. And, and, and I want your opinion on this. So I was literally thinking to myself, like, should I approach the guy? But I was like, wait, if it really is a Rolex, the the thing is that most Rolex owners they buy the brand because of the brand, not because they're watch people. They buy it because it's equal success. So am I gonna look like an idiot walking up to this guy and talking about his watch and he's gonna go, Oh yeah, it's a Rolex. I yeah, it's a Mariner. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about it. And then the conversation kind of ends there, you know? And am I gonna boost up his ego too? So I'm like, I'd rather not approach him. <laughs> And he well, thought you were going to mug him or something. Else. Right. Exactly. That's another thing. So, <laughs> well, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with my wife will tell you in a minute. Like, if I see a guy with a watch on and I know what that watch is automatically, I say, hey, nice Seiko, nice yeah. Invicta, nice. I say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even if I'm wrong, they be like, oh, no, this is a so and so and so and so, you yeah. know. I don't. Yeah, you know, I bet they appreciate that too. You know. Yeah, I don't have a problem. No. It, it's, it's a great conversation starter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I feel like so. that every time I see another white person in my town, and I'm like, wait a second, you're not Japanese. <laughs> I, should, I should talk to you. Maybe I should talk English. to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Matter of fact, I did it the other day, and and, and this one is funny because uh, we were at the eye doctor, 
and the guy came out, and I instantly looked on his wrist, and he had a big Invicta Reserve on. Nice. Boat. And I knew exactly what it was. Yeah. And I said, hey, but that's a nice Invicta. the classes, right? You know, right, like, right. Yeah, and, I'm like, like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a uh, nice Invicta you have on. And he started going into it and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, God, what did I start? Because Invicta <laughs> guys just keep talking. <laughs> Those Invicta guys. You know guys, what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. They just keep talking. <laughs> So what you do you say? What do you say, Piraz? Yeah, the MSRP is three thousand, but I got it <laughs> for eighty nine dollars. Nah, he ain't say nothing. We ain't, he ain't say nothing like that. We just talked about the watch, and you know, and he went along. It was like a ten minute conversation. I'm what, sitting nice. there. What were you wearing? That's uh, that's what I want to know. Oh, uh, probably my Seiko. Did he call uh, that? No, no, no. Mm. Interesting, no. interesting. Yeah, yeah they, they just don't look as impressive as Invictus. You know, not nothing does. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I another big question that I have for you, Dave, and, and this is I guess this is important for everybody listening, especially if you're an influencer, um, is you found a lot of success. Right. So you, everybody knows who you are, especially in the inner circles, like everybody knows your name and whether you know this or not, everybody knows your name and everybody respects you. So kudos to you. Uh, but one of the things I notice about you is that you're super humble. You've always been humble. You continue to be humble and you're not letting the success of your channel or the success of who you are affect you in any kind of way. So my question to you is how do you remain humble and what kind of advice do you have for other people to remain humble? Yeah. Um, I have a big family. I have seven younger brothers and sisters and we're all very sarcastic and yeah they keep me in check um yeah no no one in real life cares about my watch channel or about watches or anything um so i think that goes a long way um yeah. spend time with real people um yeah uh but yeah that's that's the biggest thing like i i don't hardly tell anybody in real life about my channel um yeah i, I mentioned every once in a while but uh for the most part yeah mo most of my real friends None of them are into watches. Um, none of them are really that into YouTube. Uh, so yeah, so it kind of insulates me. And, and yeah, this is, this really is just a hobby. So I try and keep it in that perspective. And it's something that I, I do for fun. And um, I have really enjoyed getting to know a lot of people and um, yeah, getting to know guys like you and meeting friends and getting to talk about watches and interact online uh, is great, but that's the part of it that I enjoy. It's, it's not like I'm, yeah, it's not like I'm super into it for, you know, wanting to I don't know, have a big right. fan base or, or something like that. Um, probably the, the biggest challenge to my ego is my son and my nephews because kids now are all into YouTube. So yeah, they, you know, they see, I have a YouTube channel, 26,000 subscribers, even though they don't care at all about watches. They're like, when are you, when are you going to start making your merch now? And uh -huh. I don't know if I'm quite up there yet. <laughs> you yeah, should, so man. I'm a, right. Yeah. I'm a hero to them, but um, yeah, that's, that's it. probably well, the only people in real life that care. Well, that is really important because that is the next generation. And I see that with yep. my nephew as well. And, 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 and the little cousin that I have same thing. It's like, I only have a thousand something, nothing yeah. compared to you. And they're like, Oh man, I, I, I saw you on YouTube and, and you had a lot of views or this yeah. or that. And it, yeah. it, it boosts your ego yeah, up, you know, a little bit. The, the rock stars of the next generation, you know, that is true. That <laughs> is true. <laughs> so Davey Dave, <laughs> <laughs> one grail piece you would love to review on your channel 
Yeah, I, I think the one grail piece I'd like to review would just be a, a Rolex Explorer. Like kind of like to me, that's like one of the most classic luxury watches. And um, like as again, with the channel being focused on budget watch collecting, one of the, the biggest questions I've always had is what is the real difference between like an actual luxury watch and these, you know, three to four hundred dollar watches that I, I can get my hands on and review. Um, and then is is the, you know, four thousand five thousand dollar price gap between those two is at all reasonable like is is it something i can even comprehend and say yeah this watch is worth five thousand dollars and this one is worth five hundred dollars and this is why um i I have a hard time believing that it is but i've never had a chance to review any luxury watch so and the rolex explorer is one that i really like so I would, I would love to get my hands on one of those and put it through a real review, get a feel for it and see if I can try and figure out what the, uh, the allure is. Is it all just about the brand and the history and the heritage? Um, I mean, I assume it's a better watch. I'm, I'm sure it must be better, but is it 10 times better? Um, I don't know. Right. That's why I'd, I'd like to test that out sometime and find out. Yeah. Cool. That's a great, that's a great question today. Uh, I was watching a video, Bruce Williams. So he's, he's pretty big on YouTube as well. And yeah. he, he, he posed a question. He made a video and he basically said, does the price point on a watch make you enjoy that watch more? And what he was referring to is, you know, a lot of people, once they've had the taste for the good mm-hmm. stuff, for the expensive stuff, it's hard for them to go back to Seiko or to, or is it to any of these brands that they're like, Oh no, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I can't, I just can't touch that. Or, you know, he, he talked about a study that somebody, I forget where it was, but they, they, they had two groups of people, right. And they uh, had this buffet with pizza and pasta and bread or whatever, but they charged the first group four bucks and then they charged the second uh, group $8. So double the money, but they didn't tell each other. Right. And then at the end they had them fill out this, you know, survey or whatever. And the funny thing is that the people that paid more money said that they were more satisfied that they yeah, thought the I food was it. incredible. Right. Mm. So at the end of the day, it's like, you're right. How much more are you getting for the money? Or is it just all of us influencers in the world kind of hyping this thing so much mm. that we're like, this Vacheron Constantin is worth $30,000 right. and it, it deserves every penny. <clears throat> Does it really? Because how much of that is the brand and the material as well, right? It's like, I know Rolex makes their own stainless steel material and, you know, they have all these cost certifications and whatever. Mm. And and I, I get that, you know, and, and you are paying a price for that, but $15,000 or, yeah. or $20,000 for a Batman. Yes. No, <laughs> no, I just, no, yes. I just don't see it. I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot that goes into it, right? It's like, it's, I mean, you break it down, it's got to come down to hours, you know, the, like you do, you, you hand finish every part of the movement, you have a watchmaker maker with, you know, whatever, 50 years of experience being the best in his field, the guy doing it, and you know, the time that you're paying him. So, you know, they kind of have, they kind of, I think they do stretch out the value, like, I think it does cost Rolex a lot of money to manufacture one Rolex. It probably cost them more than Seiko who's using mass manufacturing right. and no, no, for advantage sure. of economies of scale. <laughs> but yeah, then on top of that, even still, I think there's a, a pretty huge markup. And then, you know, paying for all of that extra hand labor, does that actually produce a better watch or is it just 
a luxury that has, you know, it's kind of cost for cost sake. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and a great example, I've never been able to review one and neither has P Ross, but the Siegel ST19 movement, you've had them in, in, in your hands. And yeah. I know you had a, a bit of an issue with one, uh, but you tell me what Swiss watch can you get for less than a thousand dollars that has a manual line chronograph? Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I mean, so I, if you go on um, Joma Shop, there's some uh, discounted Tussauds that have uh, not manuals. I think there's some automatic ETA chronograph movements that you can get for around four or five hundred. Um, but those are, yeah, it, like and I was doing some research into those ones. Like, I, I apparently ETA or Tussaud asked ETA to manufacture a kind of a budget Swiss automatic chronograph movement for some of their mm-hmm. watches. Um, and so there is one out there. I don't know anything about it, but that's hmm. a, a lower cost one. But it seems like the ones on Joma Shop, you know, the, I, I think they're gray market ones where the design just didn't really click and they didn't sell well. So now they're heavily discounted. Right. Um, but so yeah, that, that other than the SD19, those are the only, um, you know, automatic or mechanical uh, chronographs I'm aware of in that, in that price range. Yeah. And, and, and it's crazy, right? I mean, you, you look at that movement and it looks beautiful. I mean, once you get the yeah. macro lens yeah, and gorgeous. everything, once you get the macro lens, of course, you could see like, oh, okay, it's not finished to an Omega standard or whatever, but you're paying sometimes less than $200 right. for this yeah. watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just crazy, but yeah. But anyway, yeah. Rolex Explorer, beautiful one, two specific model. I mean, I, I, the, the two is my favorite. That's like one of my favorite Rolex watches out there. Um, okay. I think I would, I'd rather review the one just because it's more standard. Um, again, like I, I would primarily want to review one on the channel for a comparison sake. And I think the Rolex yeah. Explorer one would make a, a good comparison to a lot of the stuff that I've reviewed. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, well, one of the questions that I have, because I kind of struggle with this myself and uh, I'm sure you do too. How do you balance your personal life and YouTube life? Because it gets very, very complicated, especially when you start growing and you need to respond to messages and comments and it, it, it must be crazy you know collaborations like you're doing with us so how do you what recommendations or, or or advice would you have for anybody um i mean i i try and keep on a schedule so actually like almost all of the youtube stuff that i do is either you know in the evenings after i kind of clock out um or on my day off so m- monday it's monday over here monday's my day off on the week so that's why i scheduled this one then okay. um and try and just try, try to stick to that as, as best I can. Um, yeah. Like, you know, again, like I said, you know, I'll, I'll take the kids to the park and shoot stuff there. So I kind of, you know, sort of do double duty sometimes. Um, but I mean, a lot of it comes down to, um, I think not being a perfectionist, like I'm not a perfectionist and, um, a lot of the videos that I produce, I'm like, yeah, I needed, um, a couple more hours of polish on this to get it up to where it should be, but I don't have time for that. So publish and send it out. And that's what I get. And I get comments all the time. People call, Oh, you, you've screwed up on this. This, this cut was messed up, messed up. You misstated this and that. Are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I do. No. And, they, and they're, they're absolutely right. I'm like, yep. Yep. You caught me. Yeah. You, I was, yeah, I missed that one. I just, <laughs> I got I like other things it. to do like and this it. is a hobby. And so, you know, I'm doing the best I can and I've got to get, I, you know, I still just try and do one video a week and yeah, yeah. So don't be a perfectionist, I guess, if you don't have time to do it. Yeah. It, it would be fun if this was my full-time job to really polish this out and make sure every video is perfect and go back over. Um, but yeah, I, I, I put out the best content that I can and I just keep 
putting it out and I try and streamline my process. I try and work more efficiently so that I can have the time to do that. But yeah, I, I don't sweat it if I don't have the, the perfect polished video out. Sounds good. Well, one thing that, that we could all attest is obviously we're all married, but having the support of your significant other is huge yeah. because if, mm-hmm. if you don't have the support and, yeah. and they're like, no, what do, what do you mean you're going to spend that many hours doing that? Are you going to spend that right. kind of money on uh, more money on, on a lens now or on a camera yeah. or on another watch or something? I would imagine that'd be very difficult. And you'd be like, never mind, this is just not for me. So I think the support of your of your yeah. significant other, oh yeah, whether it be everybody watching this, listening, husband, wife, whatever, partner, it's yeah. huge. It's huge. Yeah. Right. Once you monetize your channel, <laughs> use the money to buy your wife things. That's the best advice I can give for getting her on your side. Great advice. Then, then, she, then she's right on your side. She's like, yeah, keep getting more subscribers. Keep Let's making go. videos. Yeah, yeah, keep it up, babe. Okay. Yeah. Do you, I know this is a personal question you don't have to answer, but do you remember what was that one gift that you got your wife with YouTube money that you're like, all right, I'm going to get her something as opposed to spending it on myself? Yeah. I mean, like I've, I've bought her watches. Um, I, oh, just okay. got, I just got her a, a Timex uh, easy reader. So big, big oh, okay, cool. But, nice. um, but nice. no, she really, she was looking for a watch with that yeah. style. She wanted something that could glow in the dark. She wants something that had a date and that hit all the, the things that she wanted. So I got her that. Um, I, I take her out to dinner every once in a while. We go and get sushi. She loves sushi. Um, so things like that, mostly little things. Um, yeah. That That's super cool. That's super cool. But well, let of, me kind of do it on, on a regular basis. And let helps. me, let me ask you something. Do you guys, and then this question is for you, P. Ross, as well. Do you guys ever talk to your significant other about what's going to happen in the future? And if you want this to ever become more than just a hobby, is that even a conversation you guys have had? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Dave? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like as a fallback thing. It's like, okay, so if something happened with my main work and for whatever reason I, I couldn't keep that up, it's nice to have a little bit of a backup. But okay. um, no, yeah, that, that's, that's certainly not a, a plan. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as a, a missionary over here, like I basically, the way I get paid is I have a lot of churches and individuals back in the States that believe in what we're doing and they send in money every month. But with a lot of the things going in on the world, if that drops and people can't do that, you know, our finances could be a little bit uh, unstable because of that. Um, so it's just kind of nice to have a little bit of a, a backup there. But, you know, for the oh, most yeah. part, yeah, no, there's no, no real plan to make that a big part of our financial, you know, planning or whatever. My wife is just kind of like, oh, that's so cute what you're doing. I look at you on TV sometime and you're just, <laughs> just so cute. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, thanks, yeah. My wife wants that'll, that'll keep you humble right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife, no. You know what keeps you humble? My wife wants nothing to do with any yeah. of the stuff that I do. Yeah. I'll 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 um my last video in the Straps Co video, she was in it, right? I feature her and she I mean she was game, but she was like, Are you done? Is this gonna take long? Like the whole yeah, time. Yeah. I was like, No, yeah. no, no, just give me just uh, let's make it quick. Yeah. And then afterwards, I edited. I was super proud. I was like, oh, man, I featured you a bunch of times on that. You can't see your face, but you can see your hands and what at your wrist. Like, you want to check it out? And then she goes, ah, is it long? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, it's like yeah. seven minutes, but you can forward it. Literally, she sat down, put on the headphones, 
forwarded to just her parts and she was like mm, mm, okay cool okay. yeah right, <laughs> that's yeah. that's good mm. yeah uh but she always criticizes me like mm, i i think that's kind of out of focus and no that's not a that's a, so she's uh she criticizes my work yeah. but, I, but i appreciate that because i'm like i'm not an expert constructive right? Right. It's constructive criticism but that keeps me humble because i yeah. i I, I tell her all the all the other success that we had on the podcast and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she, she's like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm proud of you. But she won't listen to the podcast. I'll put it in the car and she'll be like, do we have yeah. to listen to that? Can we listen to music? Like, all right, that's fine. Like, she doesn't, she wants nothing to do with it. So you got to find a guest that she would approve of, you know, find, get a guest on here that she would like, and then ask them about watches or whatever. That's a good, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a good point, Dave. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But whatever. <laughs> but that's great. You know, personal life and YouTube life and yeah. social media. It's, it, it's crazy. I, I don't know how you do it i've been getting super busy i know p ross stays pretty busy we get a lot of messaging yeah. on instagram and stuff so i'm like man i don't i don't know how these people do it like it's, it's crazy like yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean the other things I, I this is basically my only hobby now i used to play video games and now i don't now i do this all with my video game playing time so got it mm. okay cool yeah. sounds good <laughs> all right well you recently talked about transparency with your audience yep. when reviewing free product. So do we. Yep. Why was this an important video for you to make? Um, yeah, so that video that I did, uh, the main reason was because I finally came to the conclusion that I think YouTube expects me to be hitting that box to put that warning up on my videos. And like, it's something that I'd, I'd researched before and I had come to the conclusion that that didn't apply to me because I, you know, I, I I thought it was primarily, you know, talking about um, channels that were receiving money, like, you know, cash to do videos, which I've never done. Um, So I've I've gotten free watches, but it wasn't cash. So I didn't think that that the includes paid promotion tag applied to my channel. Uh, But after doing some more research, um, I came to the conclusion that it did. And that's what they, you know, YouTube was expecting me to do it. And I've seen channels getting demonetized and shut down lately by YouTube and all these concerns about, you know, censorship and just YouTube being crazy about this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I didn't want to risk it. So I figured, okay, well, I better start doing it. And I, I think like going forward, I'm not, I don't have too much of a problem because I can explain it now in a video. If I do it, I can say, Hey, that you saw that thing there. This is what it means. Yeah. Um, but I, I included on all of my past videos, which don't fully explain what that means. Like I always tell where I got the watch, but um, you know, I didn't want people to suddenly start seeing that flag popping up and then wondering what the deal was. So that was part of it. Um, the other thing was just because it's such a confusing topic and um, I had done a lot of research, I figured, well, it might be helpful to some other YouTubers that are in a similar position. Uh, and I'd seen a lot of guys address it, but I hadn't seen anybody going to a lot of depth about the reasons and the laws behind it. Um, so I figured I'd, you know, I'd, I'd just done, spent a lot of time studying it. Um, might as well put it in a video and throw it out there in case it helps anybody else too. But yeah, those, those are the two cool. reasons. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But to be honest with you, and I, I was speaking to another influencer, another YouTuber, and he was even telling me, he's like, man, it, it's crazy because now that we're getting a little bigger, we are receiving free products. So I don't know if our audience would appreciate in every single one of our videos having that little thing, because then it makes you look like a commercial almost, right? right? And 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 people question your, you know, how legitimate you are, how authentic you are when reviewing the product. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it's funny, and, and one of my contonement or I don't know you guys could see it in the video but the the little stuff it's not a scarf it's it's like a whatever um 
I had the paid promotion, I think. And somebody mm-hmm. said, Hey, congrats on, on getting paid on that. And I was like, no, it was, that's not what it was. So mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. I got the product for free, but I didn't get a penny. You know, it's, it's, right. it's, yeah. it's like, it's different because yeah, I'm getting product yeah. for free, but I'm not getting paid, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's why I'm kind of struggling with too, because I, I do have some free stuff that I need to do videos of, but I'm yeah. like, no, let me do one video where it's like me a hundred percent that I paid yeah. for this stuff and then kind of space them out because then it's going to look like an infomercial, you know? And yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. No. And the, the other for side sure. of that is like, if I look at my channel and the videos that I've done, the, the videos yeah. where I get a free watch, those typically have much lower views than my other videos. Like if, if my, if my really? focus is going to be on actually growing the channel and getting views and getting subscribers, um, I would be doing very few free watches. Like if, if I, if that was my goal was, you know, growing the channel at this point. I mean, obviously if you, you need to have, you need to have something to do. So you need to be getting watches into review. And if, if right, of course where you are, and that's the best place to get is to get a free watch. It's better to do, to review a free watch than not review anything. But if you have a choice, so like doing a, a list video or a topical video, um, or a review of a watch that I have purchased myself that is not being sent out to five other YouTubers at the same time. Uh, Cause that's the thing is like most of these free watches, they get sent out to five, 10 channels at once and they all drop at once. So there's a lot of yeah. competition for that video. And so are you going to be the one guy that people are going to watch your video about that free watch versus, you know, five or six other guys that are pushing out videos at the same time. Um, so yeah, so those videos don't get as many views and yeah, mm-hmm. so that's, that's one of the big motivations for me not to do as many of them is because, I mean, yeah, it's great to get a free watch. Um, but if my goal is really to grow the channel and to produce content that people are interested in, um, yeah, you, you kind of got to choose between them. Um, there are exceptions. Like, um, I, I've done a couple of Zelos reviews for the first time and those have been hugely popular. A lot of people are interested in Zelos. Um, so like, that but that's kind of the exception not the rule a lot of the other free watches that i've gotten they've been kind of you know average uh view counts but nothing that really helps the channel grow to the next level kind of thing okay Mm -hmm. and let me let me pick your brain how do you feel about patreon i know a lot of people have been doing that is that something that you're interested in doing or um i don't have any problem with it but again my goal is not to make this into a business um i don't have a need for that um, like, I, like the, the channel is do, like, I, I'm getting enough ad net revenue, enough free watches, enough from like Amazon affiliates, um, that I don't have any need to try and, um, get viewers to give me money through Patreon. And the thing, the other thing with that is like, I feel like if I was doing Patreon, I would have to be producing content specifically for that. And I just, I don't have the time to do, do that either. I can, I can barely keep putting up YouTube, you know, videos to YouTube, right. much less Makes creating sense. and managing extra content for, for people who are actually paying me to do it. Um, yeah, it's like already right now, like I feel enough pressure trying to produce watch videos in a timely manner, especially when someone sends me in a free watch. Um, I feel like, okay, I, I've got to review it and they're kind of waiting on it. So it's, it starts to feel more like a job versus if I didn't have that and I just had the freedom to make whatever video I wanted and was really interested in. Uh, so that's kind of more, that's another reason why I'm trying to cut down a little bit on doing as many of those videos. Um, it's still yeah. really cool to get them every once in a while. But um, yeah, and, and there are channels that, that do that as like just the main thing in their channel. I get the, the, the suspicion that that's the thing that really motivates them. They, they just they yeah. enjoy getting a, a good stream of watches that they don't have to pay for and getting to check them out and review them and throw it out. Sell them. And so, yeah. And there's, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of channels. Mm-hmm. And that's just the main thing um, that that's not what interests me as much. So yeah, cool. that's probably not the direction I want to go, but I, I do want to keep doing some of them and 
um, yeah, so try and try and I want to have a little bit more kind of variety of content and some some balance there. That's awesome. No, that's good good insights right there. And I I I understand what you're saying. I, I recently got a, a watch in for review, the Solus Starlight, mm. and yeah, I reviewed that one too. Yes, great little watch. But the thing was, um, I was a little pressured because the guy, the owner, Mister Wu, told me that. Um, He's like, hey, no pressure, but when you get the watch, you need to put it out by then because something at the Kickstarter, right? So I had a few yeah. days to kind of just like push everything else that yeah. I was doing to the side and basically just jump on that. Yeah. And I just, it almost felt like a job. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, It's not, you, not quite as much fun. Yeah. You, right. It's not as much fun because when I'm reviewing a watch, I like to take my time. Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot some B-roll here, B-roll there, take some pictures. I actually wear the watch a little bit to kind of see... Yeah. how it looks, how it wears. But when you're a little pressure, not that you don't wear the watch and you're not giving an audience review, but it feels like a job because there is a deadline. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. And P Ross has had uh, watches in, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that people let them borrow as well. And I don't know about you, P Ross, but um, it's not the same reviewing your own watch. No, that's not as you know, because it, there is no passion when you buy your own watch, you're passionate about it because you love it, you bought it, you spend your, your mm-hmm. money on it. And when somebody sends you a free watch, is maybe the passion's not the same because they're like, Well, maybe I wouldn't have picked this watch, I wouldn't have spent my hard earned money on this watch, mm-hmm. but it's cool, you know. So let me let me let me review it objectively, right? But it's not coming from the heart, you know. So I, I know we're getting poetic here with watches, but. It is what it is, right? <laughs> poetic justice, poetic justice. Yeah, and and I don't know about you guys, but watches and 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 obviously, you're you're a minister, so I'm not trying to get God involved or anything. But to me, watches do really have a soul. You know, they they live a long life, and and like this guy is from the '70s. I don't know who owned this watch before. You know, and it it, it just it's a generational thing, and it this is so much to it, and. I don't know. I guess at the core, that's why we're all into watches, right? Because of the emotion that, that it evokes, right? The, whether it's the aesthetic or the way it makes you feel on the wrist. I don't know. But I guess, let me ask that question. For you guys, what is it about watches that keeps you engaged? Dave? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think... That's a good question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's a, a number of things. A lot of it is when it, when it cr- crosses over with other interests that I've had. Um, so I, I've, you know, I've always been interested in aviation and um, space and that kind of stuff. So space watches and that sort of thing has always been a, a big draw to me. Um, I'm, I'm really fascinated with the mechanical aspect of watches. I've kind of always been, you know, like before I was a, uh, a missionary, I, I was into computers. I'm, I was a computer tech. Um, okay. So, technology and building things and that kind of stuff has always been something that I've been kind of really interested in. And so, yeah, that, that's just something that really jived well with my personality. And okay. um, yeah, it, like there's it, just something cool about, you know, watches, I think, especially tool watches that are really built for a purpose and then being able to kind of explore that purpose and the, you know, the, the professions that are behind it and, you know, whether it's a diving watch or a chronograph and, um, just, you know, kind of being able to take part a little bit in some of those 
um, experiences that I've, I haven't had myself. I've never been diving, but I can wear a dive watch. <laughs> um, you know, I've never been to space, but I can wear a, a watch that has. Right. Um, and sort of, yeah, kind of have that little bit of connection to these kinds of things that um, and experiences that I, I just can't have normally. Um, I find that really appealing. Um, that and there's just so many different ones out there and so many different um, types of things out there. So many things to learn about. It's just a, a really fun, you know, deep hobby for me. That's cool. P. Ross? Honestly, since I've been young, I just like looking down at my wrist, yeah. looking at the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just that's really it until like maybe the last three years where I've really been trying to enjoy like learning what different movements do, the mm-hmm. difference between quartz, automatic, manual, you know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But it's just, just that simple. Like, since I've been wearing the watch since I was young, just looking at it for the aesthetic and loving it. Yeah, no, for sure. I I know for some people, obviously, look, three of us and and to all three of us, it represents something a little different. And I I think we could all agree at the end of the day, it is the aesthetics, right? Is the aesthetics that draw Mm -hmm. you in to a watch, just like picking a pair of shoes, uh, picking a shirt, a a Mm -hmm. pair of pants. It's, It's very similar, but but it's it's very complex, right? Because as a as a watch person, there is no other people that can relate to you like normal people just say oh yeah nice watch and they just see the color of it or how big it is but to us it's just so much more like no no but let me tell you let me tell you about the history (laughs) and the connection and Mm -hmm. the movement and and there's so many movements but the finishing on this people just don't care but we do because we're fascinated by those aspects right but also to me personally, like now that I'm getting more into watch collecting or, or what have you and have been is every time I wear a watch is like, if I'm going to go to a special place, I go, okay, what watch am I going to yeah. wear to build yeah. a connection to what I'm about to do? Because if it's something really memorable, I want something that has been with me through a memorable moment in the past you know what i mean um so yeah building that connection and for me is like i I cannot wait till my son gets older and hopefully he'll like watches because i would assume he will because he's always hearing me talk about watches yeah And, and and being able to tell me you know what i'm gonna give you a watch that's so special to me and here is why and hopefully it means something to to you as it did to me and you could build your own memories with it and you know what this is the reason why I have uh, these watches because I was thinking about you and I was building memories for you. It's your turn now and pass it on. You know what I mean? And that's so poetic, but for all I know, he's going to grow up and need the money and sell the watch and right, then yeah, go pawn it or something. Yeah. Like go pawn it. And then goes my, my, my life's yeah. work, son, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah, that me... is an alluring part of it. Yeah. That's, that's totally something that yeah I think about too is yeah. Like, okay. So I've got, I, I have, kind of larger wrists but i have some smaller watches so i'm like well what if my son's wrist isn't as big as mine and the watch doesn't fit him maybe i need to get right. him the smaller watches too so i can have a variety of options for him yeah then he probably won't care at all but though so far he's he's kind of yeah he he gets interested because yeah because i'm interested in it so he, he likes to put on some of my old watches every now and then too it, it's a beautiful hobby look the, the the way that i see it is like watch collecting was almost like a dying art right it was it was it was going away and and i hear it time and time again i mean look at these big publications right they talk about vintage watches back in the 90s you could pick up a, a vintage rolex a mariner for three thousand dollars and you're like where 
Like how, how can I do that? Because now they're 10, $15,000. There's a, a new interest in watches. And of course, Apple watches have a, have a huge thing to do with it. But I think all of us here and everybody listening, we are responsible for the next generation. Do not let this hobby die because this is a beautiful hobby. It's not about the watches. It's about so much more craftsmanship. Uh, just the, the, the camaraderie, camaraderie between the community. I mean, it, it, this goes beyond watches, you know, P Ross, Dave, we've become friends because of these watches. And when we have conversations, it's not about watches. It's about, Hey man, how are you? How's the family? How you doing? Oh my God. You that, know? that was, that's so beautiful. That's just as beautiful as Joe Biden's speech last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful Miguel beautiful oh man all right it's all beautiful. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you well one last question I don't want to get too poetic here but uh advice for anybody either starting a YouTube channel or that already has a YouTube channel like what advice do you have for them um to grow the channel and to keep that motivation to keep the channel going yeah I mean so like the one I always say is to, to always try and improve a little bit after each video, you know, every time you put out a video and as you're doing sure. it, you know, try and think of what you can do better on the next one and then just kind of incrementally improving them. And I think that's a big thing that helps. Um, I think the other thing that's important is to kind of have your goals in mind. Um, you know, is your goal to have 20,000 subscribers or whatever? Is that what you're in this for? Um, and if so, that's, that's totally fine. Again, like that was one of my things I wanted to learn how YouTube works and how to build a channel and, and manage yeah. it. Um, but I think you got to recognize that if your goal is for the channel to grow and get to a certain point, um, that is kind of a different skill set than just reviewing watches. And it's not just about watches There's other things in learning about YouTube. So you need to kind of get into that aspect of it, you know, it's, you know, watch YouTube videos about building a channel and learn how to manage the analytics and make thumbnails and, yeah. you know, kind of how to, to refine your content to the point where it is successful with the YouTube algorithm and, you know, all of that kind of behind the scenes stuff too. Um, but if your if your goal is just to meet people and to put out um, good content and to have fun with it, then just do that and don't worry about the other aspect of it. And, you know, you know, have, well have said. that there. Um, but yeah, I, I think it really helps to kind of know what your goal is. And then if, you know, whatever that is, focus on, on achieving that aspect of it and figure out what you need to do to get there. Sounds good. Sounds Ooh. good. All right, Dave. Well, we got to the, to the part of the show. We got about nine minutes left. Um, we talk other things, so we'll take it away. Anything you want to talk about food, TV show, whatever, yeah. life, politics, whatever, take yeah, it away. How about that? How about that presidential election guys, man? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Let's, uh, let's not bring that up before all of our channels get, i know all the channels get demonetized yeah, get uh, demonetized and everybody gets <laughs> blocked <laughs> trump uh, is coming for us yeah, careful guys knows what's going on um yeah i don't know that's i've kind of been yeah it's weird being over here in japan and watching all that happening back in the u.s as an uh, american right you're like oh yeah, as an american um but no i mean yeah so that's that's i think the biggest thing on my mind right now has just been watching with beta breath to figure out what the heck is going to happen and yeah know, yeah how we're going to do you know but um yeah it was it's kind of fun so my wife is japanese but um she became an american citizen last time we were in the u.s oh cool so she got to vote in her first uh first american election mm. so she was oh really nice out of that and that was fun we had to fax cool. in our ballots um, ah. we didn't quite uh, reach the mail-in deadline so but apparently you can still fax them in 
Uh, we <laughs> faxed them in like on the day. We had ran okay. board across our house to get our fax machine hooked up for the first time. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, we tried to fax it in and then uh, we found out that our, our landline didn't have international calling set up. So then we had to call and get that set up. And we just barely mm. got in under the, under the deadline. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So that was our big kind of election day success was we got That's to fax cool. our, our votes in and, and we voted. So we, Americans yeah. voting from Japan. Beautiful yeah, thing. P. Right. Oh, um, yeah. I tried to vote in 2016, but I never got my ballot. So I didn't get to vote last time. Um, but yeah, I know my wife really wanted to vote in this election. Cool. She's kind of really proud of being an American and that's yeah, awesome. We yeah. want to take part of that. So glad for we sure. Yeah, she was looking kind of depressed because we were waiting for her ballot to come in the mail and it wasn't coming. And we had to call the uh, the office back in California and they said, well, actually, you can go online and download it. And so, oh. that. Um, so yeah, so she got it, she sent it in. So that was fun. Very cool. cool. Very cool. P. And Ross. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know if it did any good at all, but you know, we, we sent You did your part. Us. You did yeah, your we part. Did our part. Oh, yeah, for sure. P. Um, Ross. You already know where I'm going. Um, the Mandalorian season two episode two came on this week and uh pretty good. It wasn't uh one that was concurrent with what's going on. It was kind of an off off episode, you know what I mean? But it was still fun to look at. You know what I mean? So, you know, maybe we'll get back to the the real stuff next week. But it was great. Great. Do you do you like the ones that are more about the plot, or you like those kind of tangents where they just do cool stories? And I kind of like when he go, they go off and do different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like seeing that sometimes. Yeah, I haven't you seen. We, we, my wife and I, we watched through season one, but we haven't started season two yet. Yeah, it, it, season two is pretty good. It's getting pretty good for sure. You're gonna be surprised at who came back. I ain't gonna say nothing, but okay, yeah, don't spoil you know, it for me. Yeah. Sorry guys, I can't get into Star Wars. <laughs> I, I've, I've I've tried so many times, and it's just not. It's not my cup of tea. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, little what's man? What's up, little buddy? Hi. All right now. Hi. Hi. Special guest. Yeah. The next watch collector. There you go, man. Hey, last thing for me, you know, we got five minutes is, yeah, elections have been a little crazy. And, you know, it's like Dave's son right there, next generation. We just got to do the right thing and uh, love each other, respect each other. You know, the the country's been yes. so divided. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. It's just, it's getting too crazy, guys. Look here. Yeah it's just the world is just it's it's a small it's a small world right and 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 we all got to respect each other learn from each other's mistakes and and just kind of move forward and it seems like we're kind of going backwards you know and it's it's Mm -hmm. pretty sad and and hopefully the new president will do something different and um i don't know things are just crazy here in the u.s so and i'm not just saying the US everywhere in the world, you know, and COVID and it's just, this has been crazy. So just, if you believe in a God, put your faith in them. And if not, then do whatever is going to make you happy to respect others. And I don't know, it's just, it's just been crazy, you know, and, and TV for me and all that, I haven't really had a chance to do that. I've just been spending time with my family and working on, on getting more viewers and and getting better on youtube and podcasts and all that so anyway hope all you guys have enjoyed this episode uh dave thank you so much for coming on where can people have me guys where can people find you um uh, youtube just the watch and i think my instagram handle is just the watch dave so i'm on both of those sounds good like and subscribe all that absolutely p ross Ross wristwatch love everywhere, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. 
Sounds good. SoCal Watch Reviews for me on YouTube, Instagram, and the podcast. Leave a comment if you're listening to this. It does help. Leave us a review. And uh, relojando for my Spanish speakers. And guys, thank you so much for coming on. And thanks, Dave. Thanks, P. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Stay humble, guys. (laughs) 